Hello, friends, gamblers, and fellow degenerates. You are listening to the Give Me the Points podcast. I am your host, Soup. I will be flying solo tonight, so you're stuck with my voice and my voice only. Tyler is at work. He's got to work that crazy afternoon mind shift. Um, But that's okay. We're going to get through this, and what we're going to do is we're going to go through our week one plays, and then we're going to cover our week two plays. I want to do this every single week. We want to do a recap. We want to talk about how we did, good or bad. And then we want to look forward to the next week and see what we can capitalize on. So to start off, the Thursday night game was fantastic. So much fun to watch back and forth down to the final second. Um, We said we needed Tampa to get 31 because we knew Dallas was going to get their 21. We took the over and Tampa got exactly that. They won the game 31 to 29. Tom Brady, a surgeon as always. Just fitting passes were only Tom Brady can fit passes. Mr. Big Chest, the best receiver on the Tampa Bay roster, did Mr. Big Chest things. That is Antonio Brown, for those of you who don't know. And they looked really good. The offense looked really good. But the defense looked questionable because Dak Prescott is elite. I stand by it. Um, the, the kid is super good. I guess not even a kid. He's, he's an older quarterback for how young in his career he is. Dak Prescott looked really good. Uh, his only interception was a – Dropped pass, I guess, by CeeDee Lamb across the middle of the field where he fitted into triple coverage. Was it a questionable decision? Sure. But did it get there and did it hit CeeDee in the hands? Yes. And that seemed to be a trend with CeeDee Lamb. He's struggling to catch passes still. Um, But he's still young. He's a very good receiver. I think he'll turn it around. But back to Dak, he's elite and he needs to be considered elite. He's a top six quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. The kid's very good. And you know how high we are on Dallas this year. And for his first game back, he looked good. He was mobile. He used it just, And they did all this without Zeke. They scored 29 on Tampa, and they had the lead until the final drive when Tom Brady had that pissed-off Tom Brady look, and you knew he was going to march him downfield and win the game. They did all of that without Ezekiel Elliott. Once they get Ezekiel Elliott going, um, the sky's the limit for Dallas's offense. It really is. The defense just needs to figure it out, and they lost to Marcus Lawrence for the season today. Broke his foot out for the season. Real shame. Um, that was one of our wins. One of our other wins was New England. Uh, the under in the New England game against the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins won that game 17-16 off of a Damian Harris fumble late when New England was in field goal range to win the game. Um, question marks at quarterback. We called that. Mac Jones looked good. He didn't look bad. He didn't look fantastic. He looked good. Uh, Threw the ball a lot for not a lot of yards, but he still looked good. He didn't turn the ball over. He made smart passes. He's 70% completion rate. Damian Harris, yes, he had over 100 yards on 23 carries, but one of those, I believe, was a 45-yard. I think it was 45 yards, the first play. Big chunk, just took it 45 yards down the field. So you take that off, and he's got 22 carries for, what, 50-something yards. Not good. And then the fumble at the end. So we'll see what happens with them going forward. But, yes, we hit the under in that. It was a 17-16 final. Our third win was kind of crazy. I thought we were going to lose it there for a second. The San Francisco 49ers minus 7.5 versus the Detroit Lions. San Fran had a 24-point lead with two minutes left. The Lions scored, got a two-point conversion. Kicked the onside kick. George Kittle, of all people, did not recover the onside kick off his hands. The Lions go down and score, get a two-point conversion. And then Debo Samuel picks up a first down and keeps running. Should have went down, got the ball poked out from behind. Detroit got the ball back down eight, 
and had a chance to tie the game. They couldn't get it done. Thank God. I don't care how, how they win or how they cover. I mean, I guess, but they covered San Fran covered the seven and a half. We won it. So that was our three wins. Then we also had three losses. Should have been two. Should have been two losses, but we had three. The one that we shouldn't have lost, Minnesota minus two and a half. Um, Dalvin Cook fumbles in overtime, in field goal range, when a field goal would have won it because Cincinnati already had the ball. Cincinnati did lead from start to finish. I don't I don't recall Minnesota having a lead at any point in that game. But they did battle back. They went to overtime. Stop Cincinnati, but then Dalvin Cook. I don't. I was so shocked. But yes, Dalvin Cook fumbled. They lost the game. Bengals go down, kick a field goal, win the game, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Our next loss, which was just disastrous, we took the Packers minus four and a half, and they got piss pumped. The Saints came out, hit them in the mouth, and never stopped hitting them in the mouth. It was over quick. We never had a chance. Was over by the end of the first quarter, in my opinion. Watching the game, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Vada scaling. The offense couldn't get anything going. Robert Tanya was invisible, and Jameis Winston threw for I think, five touchdowns, like 140 yards. It was the least amount of yards with five touchdowns ever. It was crazy, and one of them was a long one. It was like a 50-yard touchdown pass. So he had four touchdowns on 90 yards. It was crazy. The def- their defense looked really, really good. I don't know if it was the Packers' or offense was really bad or the Saints' defense was really good. Combination of both. Um, there's conspiracies out there that Aaron Rodgers came back just to sabotage Green Bay. I don't think that's true. Um, I think that's ridiculous. But at the same time, I've read a lot of reports and stuff that Aaron Rodgers is a complete and utter asshole. So who knows? Maybe he is. Regardless, we got punished on it, and it was never even close. And then our last loss was the Giants plus three against the Denver Broncos. They kept it close. They had a lead for a little bit. Um, Saquon looked okay. First game back in a year. I think he'll get better every single game. I really do. He's Saquon Barkley. He's an unbelievable talent. He's just got to stay healthy, and he's got to get his legs under him, and I think he will. Um, Teddy Bridgewater did Teddy Two Gloves things. He managed the game. He kept it close until Melvin Gordon decided to break a 70-yarder and just put the game out of reach. Um, and the Broncos won that game 27-13. to 13. That leads me into our week two plays. Thursday night football. New York Giants plus three and a half at the Washington football team. We're going back to the Giants, baby. We're going back to Danny Dimes. We're going back to Saquon Barkley. The Giants have beaten the Washington football team, formerly the Redskins, five straight times. It's a division matchup. It's a tough game. It's Thursday night football. Anything could happen. I like Saquon to get his legs under him this game. I think he'll run more effectively. And I think that opens up for Daniel Jones. Um, Justin Herbert threw for a ton of yards against the Redskins, or the, excuse me, the football team's defense. And... They just couldn't punch it in. They didn't have a run game inside of the 20-yard line, and that's where Saquon comes into play. Um, So I like the Giants to cover the three and a half. I think they're going to win a low-scoring affair outright, actually, but we're going to take the extra half point over the field goal. We're going to take the Giants plus three and a half for one unit. I'm going to say Giants 21 to 20. Um, Our next play that we're going to make is the Patriots versus the Jets. And we're going back to the well on this one. It did us good week one. We're going to go back to it. We're going to take the under 43 and a half in the Pats versus Jets game. The Pats stopped the run. The Pats stopped the pass in week one. Um, 
Miami definitely has a better run game. I don't think they have a better passing game because I think Zach Wilson's better than Tua. But the Patriots also aren't going to wow you on offense. Mac Jones is going to take his six or seven yard completions. Damian Harris is going to run the ball up the middle for three or four yards at a time. And they're going to, you know, they're going to try and wear you down. And that's the Patriots offense until they figure something out. Right now, I don't think Mac Jones is going to be attacking downfield. He does have Nelson Aguilar who can get downfield, but I just don't see it happening early on in the season. I think the Pats are going to win this game, but they're minus five and a half. I don't like them to cover that because I don't trust their offense to score enough points. That would mean they'd have to probably score in the mid-20s, and I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be another teen-to-teen game, 19-16, 19-14, something like that. So we'll take the under 43 and a half in this game. Side note, Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Um, in the 22 years he's been with New England, 20, 22 years, 23, I don't know, 22, 23 years, whatever it is. Rookie quarterbacks in their first matchup against Bill Belichick only averaged 15 points per game. That's not very good. And that's, again, you know, big performances from Deshaun Watson and Ben Roethlisberger and Russell Wilson. And those were all 24, 34, 35, I think, something like that. Um, Those are all big performances, and the stat is still stands true at 15 points per game. So I like Bill Belichick's planning against Zach Wilson. I do believe in Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be good. Um, But a lot of his yards came in garbage time against Carolina when they were trying to catch up, and Carolina was playing some prevent defense. I don't think the Pats will have any trouble stopping Tevin Coleman, and I don't think the Jets are going to have much trouble stopping the Patriots' run game either. So we'll take the under 43.5 in this. We're going to stay within the division. We're going to go Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo's coming in at minus 3.5. We're going to buy the hook. We're going to take it down to 3, and we're going to put 3 units on it. We're taking Buffalo, 3 units, minus 3 to minus 120. Buffalo, yes, got upset week one against Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh's defense is very good. And Pittsburgh was Pittsburgh was able to keep Josh Allen and the receivers in front of them. And that's what you need to do to beat Buffalo. You can't let Josh Allen beat you down the field with that strong-ass arm. And Pittsburgh's defense did a very good job of keeping the receivers in front of them. Buffalo's defense was good, but I don't know if it's more of just Roethlisberger being old and Najee Harris in his first game. Regardless, Buffalo's defense looked pretty good. My thing is Miami beat New England by one. Buffalo is leaps and bounds better, leaps and bounds a better team than New England. So I don't see why Buffalo can't have a sense of urgency, maybe a little fire under their ass to come out there and prove that they're one of the top teams in the AFC and to come out and cover three points against Miami. Josh Allen is five and one against Miami in his career. Short career, sure, but five and one is five and one. So we'll take Buffalo three units minus three to cover against Miami. Our next play, we're going back to the Buccaneers, and we're going the over again. You're going to see a trend here, guys. Um, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. So Buccaneers versus Falcons, over 51 and a half. Last year, their two games combined for, I believe, 119 points. So, yeah, 58 and 61, I believe. So 119 points. Um, Falcons defense couldn't stop a fucking nosebleed against Philadelphia. So I don't think they're going to be able to stop a brute force like Tampa Bay's offense. Um, the line is a little too high for me. I think it's 11 and a half. 
Um, so I don't want to take that in case of a backdoor cover. Plus, I think Atlanta's offense will get a little bit going this time. Um, Mike Davis out of the backfield catching some passes. Calvin Ridley doing a little bit. Kyle Pitts. Matt Ryan will get the ball down the field. Dak Prescott laid out the blueprint on how to do it. And I think they'll get it done. 51 and a half. I like the over here. Next, Dallas versus the Chargers. We are not going to go the over here. I know we took Dallas's over last week, and I said we're going to go back to the well on a lot of things, but we're not taking the over here. We are taking Dallas plus three and a half, just like their division rival, the Giants plus three and a half. We're going Dallas plus three and a half against the Chargers. I think Dallas wins this game. I do. Um, the Chargers struggled to score in the red zone. And to beat a team like Dallas, you need to score touchdowns because they're going to get theirs. That offense is going to get theirs. I think Zeke's going to get going in this game. And obviously Amari Cooper and Dalton Schultz and CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup's out, which stinks. But Tony Pollard, um, Blake Jarwin, I think the offense is going to get, you know, just keep rolling. I think the offense is going to score somewhere in the high 20s. So the Chargers, will they put up 30 plus? I don't think so. So Dallas plus three and a half. And you know what? The hell with it. Three units on Dallas plus three and a half. We're going to, yeah. Yeah. I think that's our second most confident play of the week. We have one more big play. So we've got two three unit plays. We've got Buffalo minus three, Dallas plus three and a half. Our next play is the Packers, but we're not taking them to cover the 11 and a half. We're taking the over 48 and a half, similar to the Bucks. Too big of a line for me to take the favorite, but I think. I hope, I would imagine, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. He got embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed. And now he's got a Detroit team that Sam Fran just put up 41 on. The line's at 48 and a half. I expect the Packers to get into the 30s. And the Packers defense just let Jabbo, Crablegs, Winston tear him apart. So Detroit, I think, can get in the mid-teens to 20. Um, Detroit, yeah, we're not taking the spread. We're not taking the spread. Detroit, three of their last four, they've kept within seven of, of Green Bay. It's a division game. It's going to be close, or it might not be close. But division games are tough to take, uh, double-digit spreads. So over 48.5 Packers versus Detroit. Our last play is the Chiefs. We're taking the Chiefs. Minus the three against the Baltimore Ravens. We don't like the Ravens. We don't believe in the Ravens. We don't believe in Lamar Jackson. We took the under 11, and then three running backs went down. That helps the under 11. And then Marcus Peters went down. Went down. That helps the under 11. And then they shit their pants against the Raiders. That helps the under 11. And you know what else helps the under 11? Week two against Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes undefeated against Lamar Jackson, uh, 3-0. and Al Villanueva sucks, man. He sucks. And I think Kansas City's defense is going to get home a lot on Lamar. Lamar is going to have to run, 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 run for his life in this game. And I don't think that's going to create enough points to keep up with that Kansas City Chiefs offense. Yes, the Chiefs came off to a slow start against Cleveland. But Andy Reid, being the coaching mastermind that he is, made the adjustments, came back, and won that game and they looked fantastic, and it's just amazing. I just don't understand who's going to guard or cover, not guard when I'm playing basketball, who's going to cover um, 
Travis Kelsey. Because, yeah, you can put Marlon Humphrey on Tyreek Hill. He's going to get cooked. But what are you going to put Patrick Queen on Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey is going to eat all day across the middle of the field. So there's too many weapons. Uh, Miko Hardman, uh, Pringle. Um, what's the other kid? Demarcus Robinson. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire has a good game out of the backfield. Josh Jacobs caught the ball well. Kenyon Drake looked really good out of the backfield against Baltimore, so I don't understand why Clyde Edwards-Alaire can't look really good. Chiefs, are, Chiefs aren't going one-on-one one this year. They're not starting the year one-on-one. One. They're winning this game, and with the line being as low as it is, stamp it. Give me the point stamp. Fuck it. Chiefs minus three, five-unit play, our first five-unit play of the year. I think the Chiefs win this game handedly. The last two times they've played Baltimore in Baltimore, they've won both games by double digits, and I don't expect anything different here. Um, so to recap those NFL plays, we're going the Giants plus three and a half for a unit, Pats versus Jets under 43 and a half for a unit, Bucks versus Falcons over 51 and a half for a unit, Packers, Lions over 48 and a half for one unit, Dallas plus three and a half for three units. Buffalo, minus three at a minus 120. We're buying the hook there. We're buying it down to minus three. Um, just in case they went by a field goal, we cut or we, we push. So minus 120, three units. And then our big play, Chiefs minus three, five units. Going to win that game by double digits. Super excited for that game. Can't wait to watch Patrick Mahomes shit on Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So that's a total of what, 5, 6, 9, 10, 13, 15 units up for grabs this week in the NFL. Let's have a big week. Let's kill the NFL this week. I feel really confident. <clears throat> and let's just hit those big unit plays. We can use the, lose the small ones, hit the big ones. Big week. Now on to college. Uh, we went one and one So total four and four last week. Again, not a good week, not a bad week, just an okay week. We didn't lose a bunch, but we didn't win a bunch either. Um, so we went one and one in college. The first game was Oregon plus 14 and a half. They won that game outright. They looked really good. I don't think Ohio State looked bad. I just think Oregon's a really good football team. So they went in there and they uh, they won that game outright. And then the opposite was of Iowa State. Iowa State looked terrible. They couldn't do anything. Brock Purdy looked like he never knew, you know, he'd never throw a football before. Terrible decisions. Um Iowa State's defense couldn't stop Iowa. It was, it was weird. It wasn't what we were expecting. And they obviously did not cover the three points. And they lost the game outright by like 14 or 17. It was a disaster. Another game where they never – I don't think they ever had a chance. It was over quick. Um, but this week we've got BYU uh, hosting Arizona State. BYU coming in at plus three and a half. We're going to take BYU plus three and a half here. They – Proved a lot last week by beating Iowa. Um, that was at BYU as well. So it's tough. It's a tough place to go in and win. And Arizona State's played nobody's. It's like Southern Utah and Helen Keller's school of the deaf and blind. So, yeah, sure, they have blowout wins, but they haven't played a team like BYU yet. And BYU runs the ball really well, and they control the clock, and they stop the run really well. And that's what Arizona State relies on is their running game. They don't have an explosive pass game. Um BYU was able to run the ball five yards a clip against a Utah defense that nobody's supposed to run the ball well against. So I like BYU getting the points here at home. I think they're probably going to win the game outright. But like again, like we did with the Giants, even though we think they're going to win the game outright, or with Dallas, where we think they're going to win the game outright, if you're giving me three and a half, 
I'm taking the three and a half. So we're going to lay a unit on BYU plus three and a half. Our next game, Bama versus Florida. Bama coming in at minus 14 and a half. It's a lot of points. Um, yes, this is not the Florida with Kyle Trask. But again, this is not the Bama with Mac Jones and Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith and Najee Harris. So I do think the offenses are both good enough. Um, one of two things is going to happen here. It's either going to be an Emory Jones coming out party or Dan Mullen finally gives up and goes back to Anthony Richardson, um, the redshirt freshman. And I hope that happens because Anthony Richardson gives them more of a downfield threat, more of an uh, explosive offense, in my opinion. And with that being said, that's why we're going to take the over 59 and a half. Anytime you give me Bama against another good team with another talented offense, I'm obviously going to take the over because Bama can put up 40 on anybody. And Bama's defense is, is hobbled up right now. Uh, they're missing Allen in their linebacking core, and they're missing Anderson on the defensive line. And Florida runs the ball really, really well. They take run plays for big chunks, and that will bode well for Florida running the ball. So we're going to take the over 59.5 for a unit. Um, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so over 59.5, Bama versus Florida. BYU plus 3.5. Those are the two college plays, both for one unit. To recap the NFL plays, again, Giants plus 3.5 Thursday night football against the Washington football team for one unit. Patriots versus the Jets, under 43.5. Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, under for one unit. <clears throat> Bucks versus Falcons, over 51.5 for one unit. Packers versus Detroit, over 48.5 for one unit. Dallas plus 3.5, give me three units on the boys, plus 3.5. Buffalo, minus three. Bills Mafia, stand up. We're buying the hook. We're buying it down to minus three to minus 120. Three units on that. And then the Chiefs, five units minus three. Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, let's eat. So that's what we're going with for week two here. Um, follow us on Instagram because I'm feeling frisky, boys uh, I, and girls. If there's girls out there listening, we appreciate you. I'm feeling frisky. Um, so we're going to post some player props. Like I said, I'm going to look at that Cleveland first half line against Houston, and uh, I don't know. We might even throw out a crazy parlay. I don't know, just for fun, like a .2 unit play to win like 15 units or something crazy like that. <clears throat> I got screwed out of a – I don't know. If you, if you watch the Instagram story, you saw it. If not, I got screwed out of a seven-leg same-game parlay. Uh, it was seven legs, 357 to one of my money. The last leg was Sony Michelle. The other six legs had hit. I had Sony Michelle over two and a half receiving yards, and he hadn't played a snap yet. Player props work. If the guy doesn't play a snap, the leg voids, and then the other six legs would be their own parlay. And it would have been 250, 250 to one on my money. And uh, Sean McVay put him in for one play with three and a half minutes left to run him up the gut for one yard and then pulled him. So that was fun. So I still hate you, Sean McVay. My feelings haven't changed. But I love Matt Stafford. I hate Sean McVay. Um, but we've got a lot. We've got a lot of football ahead of us, guys, and we're really excited. Tyler will be back next week. He's off next Wednesday, and then he works daylight the next couple weeks after that. So you'll get a switch. You won't have to listen to just me talk to myself or pretend like I'm talking to you guys. I don't know. Regardless, all of this 
wouldn't be possible without Punchlist MMA. We are part of Punchlist Media, and the guys over at Punchlist MMA, Trey and Dale, are fantastic. Um, they're doing big things. You need to go subscribe and listen to them as well. If you like betting on football, I don't see why you wouldn't like betting on two guys punching each other in the face. Um, and that's what they are experts in is mixed martial arts betting. So go listen to Punchlist MMA. You can find them on Instagram and Spotify and iTunes, just like us. We are Gimme the Points podcast. Um, we are Gimme the Points, though. If you search us on YouTube or social media or any of your um, uh, what you, podcast platforms, we are just Gimme the Points. You don't have to type in podcast. We are a podcast, but the name of the podcast is Gimme the Points. So until next week, guys, this is short, sweet, 25 minutes. I like doing that when it's just me. Next week, Tyler will be back. We'll cover some leans. I think I went undefeated in my leans last week, which was crazy. That's pretty good. But guess what? Leans don't mean shit because you're not wagering units on them. So it's like kissing your sister. Um, But until next week, guys, good fortune, and we love you.